Hey kings and queens, welcome back to another episode of Tortured Souls. Today we have episode 5. This is going to be the continuation of last week's episode about my jump. I had a really rough week last week, um, dealing with some stuff with my ex and then which like just really drained me and like I didn't prepare for that which is why like if I didn't have that stuff going on I would have been able to just keep going with my week but that was draining and I just didn't want to keep like re-triggering myself so I just thought I needed to take a break and now here we are in this week. So the trigger warning for this video is basically the same like it's still going to be about suicide, it's still going to be about like medical issues and stuff like that. So after my jump, there's been like a lot of things that have come about from that, obviously, like injury wise. I have like a list, okay? It's like a long thing, let's see. So I dislocated that toe and like fractured my pelvis. I chipped my teeth, which I had to get fixed. This one is just like, it has like a little ridge now. This one was literally in half, so like that's a whole new tooth. Um, and then this one got chipped from behind. And then on the bottom of my teeth, like, I don't know, teeth are kind of weird, so I don't really feel like showing it, but, um, like, my gum on that tooth has, like, fallen down, and basically to the point where, like, the root is exposed, and so in December of 2020, basically, like, transplant, I guess, like, where they took a top layer of my, the top of my mouth, the roof of my mouth, and then they, like, put it here instead to kind of cover it up. It didn't really work like the days leading up to it I was actually in treatment and like we had to coordinate with the nurses and like the, the treatment center because I was like I need this surgery now like I'm in so much pain it was like or gel like non-stop you know like squeezing or gel down my mouth like every I don't even know it, it was painful since I was in a treatment center they couldn't give me any like narcotic pain med like after I had my pelvic surgery like literally the next day they had me go straight into like PT which is brutal 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 I hated PT I didn't do it for as long as I should have I didn't really do the exercises like I should have like why would I put myself in more pain that's just how I kept thinking about it and everyone was like no you need to do the physical therapy you're gonna regret it you're gonna like blah 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 and like I know in the hospital like they had to drug me right before like that sounds awful but like they had to literally give me like an IV like pain med so in order to like leave, like I kind of had to be able to transfer myself to the wheelchair and back to the bed and then to the commode, which is like a little toilet, back to the bed. I had this like transfer board, just like that kind of. And basically I had to be able to get it like underneath the side of me and I had to use my arms to like drag myself over which was like really really painful and you know like as time went on it obviously got easier but like I remember initially I was like I'm in so much pain I wanted to do it you know I'm one of those people who just like get it over with get it out of the way like let's fucking go I was pretty much stuck in the first hospital room like the entire time because after I got switched over to the other hospital is kind of when like I was able to like get myself over with the wheelchair I was able to get out and like so instead of being stuck in like my room or my, you know, bed, like staring at the same thing all fucking day long, like whenever I had PT, I was able to get in the wheelchair and get moving over. It just took a long time. It was very painful. I also had occupational therapy during that time because I had to like basically learn how to like put on underwear, put on pants again, because not again, like I already knew how to do it, but like with the state of my body. 
So obviously it was on like an insane amount of pain meds, like narcotics like crazy. Thankfully, I never got addicted to the narcotics, uh, even though I was literally on them for like months straight and obviously monitored by like the nurses and doctors at the hospital. But I remember this, this aggravated me so bad. Like I was pissed the day before my foot surgery, like, okay. So I got there and then I had the pelvic surgery and then I got transferred to a different hospital. And then like about 10 days later is when I had my foot surgery, the foot swelling had to go down like significantly in order for them to do it otherwise like I could have lost my entire foot and like the blood circulation so that's why it took so long for the foot surgery anyway the day before my foot surgery the doctors are like okay so we're lowering your pain med and I said the day before an entire reconstruction of my foot like I'm going to wake up with an entire new foot tomorrow and you want to take away my pain meds no I was so pissed and like I was trying to advocate for myself you know like I need my fucking pain meds. But I was like, at this point I had been on them for weeks and so I didn't want anyone to think that I was just trying to get it like, to get high or whatever you want to call it. And I was just like, no, I'm gonna have surgery tomorrow. <laughs> so I do need my pain meds, please. When I got up out of surgery and I was starting to feel better and that leg block started to come wear off, I was in pain. I was in so much pain. I was like, I was not a happy human being. I mean, one, obviously, because like no one's happy and then does that to themselves. But pain changes someone. Pain is, it makes you a completely different person. And I was frustrated by the situation. This was like right when COVID happened. Like I was in the hospital. I remember talking to one of the nurses and they were like, yeah, we just got our first COVID patient. It was like all that was happening. Like, you know, at one point they were like, no more visitors because COVID, hello. But like, I needed my mom, like I needed my mom. <laughs> like it was, it was, yeah, like my, they, thankfully they gave my mom a little bracelet and so she was able to come, but like, they really cut off all visitors at that point, kind of like around COVID. And my mom basically like slept there, like the entire time I was in the hospital, I think like when I went to the second hospital, cause they wouldn't let her stay at the first one. She stayed every night except like one night, I think. I don't even remember how long I was there, but she stayed in the hospital like the entire time. Like she was literally like my savior. Like, I don't, I can't even like put it into words because like my mom was just like my rock. Like she helped me. I it's like, I can't even explain it because there's no words to explain like how much she helped me through all that. They obviously sent me to the psych ward afterwards, like, for legal reasons. Like, I can't walk. Do you think I'm gonna hurt myself in, the, in my house? Like, I can't walk. What, what, where am I gonna hurt myself? I went there for a little bit and then I came home. But like, at the psych ward, like, I couldn't do anything. Like, I was in a wheelchair. When I got home, we had to get a hospital bed that we like rented from the insurance or something. I have no idea. We do not have a bedroom downstairs, so we had to put this hospital bed in this room that used to be like me and my brother's like playroom back when we were younger. And that is where I slept for like a month, I'm gonna say like a month, yeah. My mom had a cute little setup for me, so I had my charger and, you know, snacks, like everything I could need over here on the side and like... My little toilet was like over here that I could just scoop myself over to. 
it was hard. I'm a very independent human being. I hate depending on other people. Like, and so having to depend on someone for, what was that, like probably like a good 10 weeks straight, so brutal. Like having to give up control of everything was so hard. And I mean, it was literally like, it was in COVID. So again, like, you know, my dad's trying to work at home. My brother just got home, like, so he like flew home and then within like a day or two, he had to fly back to New York and then within 24 hours fly back because that was when New York was the worst. New York was horrible back then. So my brother literally skirted back for 24 hours and came back. So during all this is happening, my mom is like, you know, tr trying to help me work. My dad is trying to work. So we're all stressed the fuck out. We're all stressed out. And like, obviously this is a huge thing that just happened to my like family, let alone just like the COVID aspect of it all. Just this entire event is like a lot and like traumatizing. In a way, it was kind of nice that it happened right around COVID because I didn't miss out on anything. Everyone was stuck at home. So me being stuck in a bed for 10 weeks and like not walking for even like longer than that, it wasn't that big of a deal because, you know, there was no FOMO, but on top of that, like after that just happening and then being stuck with like, you know, your family for that long in general, regardless of your relationship that you have with them is a lot. Another thing that was like really difficult and like kind of sounds gross, but like I didn't shower for like two months straight. I had to have a sponge bath and thankfully when I got home, like I was able to, you know, like do it myself with my own like washcloth and stuff. But my mom had to help me like brush my hair and anyone who has curly hair knows that hair needs to be brushed every couple days or you're about to be fucked. When I was in the first hospital, like we didn't really do anything with it. And then when we got to the second one, there was just like dry blood and like knots and everything. Like it took a long time. Like my mom had to like comb out my hair. But the shower thing was just so uncomfortable to me because it was like, no matter how many times you used a sponge bath, like you were still dirty. And when I was in the hospital, like after they took out the catheter, cause you can't have a catheter in for that long um, or it will start to affect your body. <laughs> so they had this thing called a pure wick um they described it as like a tampon that like was suction oh this is gonna sound so weird if anyone like is squirmy about things like don't listen to this next part but it wasn't a tampon it was like it looked like a tampon because it was long like this right and it had suction on it and you would put it like near your you know your bladder um not your bladder but we all know what i'm talking about and you would pee and it would just start suctioning and then it would go on like this little thing on the wall. Um, I hated that thing. <laughs> I'm gonna start peeing, you know? And the next thing you know, it's all on me. Like, I just remember there was so many times where it was like in the middle of the night I needed to pee and next thing you know, it was like 20 minutes of having to like change the sheets, change the padding underneath, put in it like, you know, everything. Like it just took forever because they wouldn't put it right. Like you literally, I would just start peeing and then it would just start coming and I'm like, all right, I just peed on myself. Like I know it, you know, like how do you do sponge baths with that kind of stuff is just, I hated it. I always felt dirty. I felt gross. I felt like I smelled bad. I, I have this huge fear with smelling bad. I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like I could smell, I, like one time I walked into my therapist's office and I was like, I'm sorry if I smell like shit. And she's like, you literally smell like a field of roses. But like, I have this insane fear that like, I smell bad at all times. And so it's like terrifying to me. So 
when that was happening I just felt like I smelled bad and I could not handle it and I remember the first time I took a shower like but I got that cast off I had a really bad night like emotionally and so I just told my mom I was like I want to shower I don't care that I haven't walked in 10 12 weeks whatever it is I need to shower and my mom helped me into our like downstairs shower and I was just like leaning against the wall and I remember like my heel was hurting so bad like it was more my foot that was hurting rather than anything it was a quick quick shower and I just had to sit down in a wheelchair right afterwards but it was like the best shower I've ever had because <laughs> I felt like wiped clean I felt good I slept so nice that night like and then after that I was able to keep taking showers and stuff I then went from a wheelchair down to a walker, like a little old person, my little walker. <laughs> I also was wearing a boot at that time too with the walker. And eventually I was able to get myself upstairs and then I could sleep upstairs. I definitely jumped into getting a job way too soon. So I was like working customer service, standing on my feet for like eight hours within like three months of like this happening. <laughs> not wise, not wise at all. So after this jump happened, I got a lot of ingrowns, like really bad, really painful ones. And nothing was helping. Like I was getting pedicures, like I was doing it myself. Ow. Oh my God. <sighs> that was just hurting really, sorry. Oh, my body hurts. They actually took out my toenails, my two big toenails. That was painful afterwards because you had to soak your feet every day and then you also had to scrub your feet with this little thing so there were no scabs going on your toes. That is painful. Scrubbing your raw toes. This is so, this whole video is so gross. But like, <laughs> I mean, I'm interested in medical stuff. So like this video would be like prime for me, but like I know some people <laughs> are not that interested in it. And obviously that took time to grow back. And then as you know, as it was growing back kind of around the time that I was like December, I was getting like with my tooth thing. I also had infection at the same time with my toes. I think on my left foot, that was when I broke the worst. Um, the circulation I don't think has ever really regained because I had toe infections for three months straight. My right toe would like heal and then be okay. And then my left toe was just like not healing. And I was on antibiotics because I was on antibiotics for the teeth. And then I went on antibiotics round one for the, the feet. And then I went on it again round two of the feet. And then finally I switched to a different one, round three. And then I also had to get a nice little other sliver part of my toe removed as well. Um, like toenails after that because of the amount of infections and just the nail was not doing well. That was an interesting occurrence from this as well. Like I'm just telling you, there's just so many like little ones that is just like, that's so wild. I've always had IBS issues. And then when it comes to your pelvic, you know, floor muscles, they are the ones that kind of hold up your like organs down there, you know, your bladder, like whatever, all that crap. Obviously I didn't have good, I didn't have strong pelvic floor muscles after breaking my pelvis, not walking, everything. Uh, and I still don't. So that has contributed to my like nice little constipation issues as well, which has made it worse because also if you Again, this is TMI, but it's okay. <laughs> the more you push, the worse it gets. But if you're stuck, you gotta push. So do you get where I'm going with that? So like, it just was bad. It was one or the other is bad. It was either gonna be in pain or I was gonna be stuck. And that's what it was. And now that's still been an issue and like, I'm still working on it. I've had to go, I went back to physical therapy two 
two times after like the initial one. And the second, the most recent time was because of my floor, pelvic floor muscle because I needed to work on my core and my ab strength in order to function and have my bowels move properly. So this is actually something I found out last week. So I guess it's kind of good that I didn't film last week's video because this was something I have been having a lot of pain in my hips and in my like knee area. And it was like, I could not go to the gym. I could not like literally just sitting crisscross applesauce would hurt. Like, I hate that I just said crisscross applesauce. <laughs> sitting like that would be just really painful. So it was just like, I could do it and I would do it. It just getting out of it was like really painful. Kind of like what I just did right there. Like getting out of that moment. So it turns out I have bursitis in my hips, which is inflammation of the bursa. And the bursa, I think, is the fluid. I don't know what it is. All I know is I have pain in my hips. And so last week I went to the doctor and they gave me cortisol shots in both hips. Also found out that my body is not aligned. Um, I could already feel it. Like I'd be doing yoga laying down and I'm like, my hips are not aligned. Like my hips are, one is above, one is not. And that's been an issue I had before. Like my physical therapist would have to like recorrect it for me. And like, it just keeps coming back to be an issue. And it turns out because my left foot is collapsed, it collapsed after that happened. So my right leg is longer than my left leg. So obviously I'm like off. And when it comes to my pelvis, my pelvis was worse on my right side. My foot is my left foot was worse, which is like, you know, so when my left foot is hurting, my pelvis is hurting. When my pelvis is hurting, my left foot is hurting because I'm always just off. I have to wear these heel lifts now and um, my, on my left shoes, it's like, like this big and I have to wear it for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, I have to buy one on Amazon every two to three months. He said that it takes two to three months to like realign your body. So right now my body is being realigned. So I have to wear those heel lifts and while I'm wearing them, like it's fine. I don't really notice any pain, but it's like as soon as I take them off. So like when I'm just walking barefoot or like in my room, whatever that's when I notice that it's like painful and that's when my body starts to feel all weird and like I don't know. He also said that I could get the screw out that's in my back out because it's I only have like one joint on this side now that's like really working when it comes to like my whole pelvis area and that's not a lot of flexibility that's not a lot of movement that's a lot of stiffness. I also don't really want to go through surgery again at all. Sur the thought of surgery gives me anxiety. I don't need any more pain. I don't want to go back to physical therapy. I don't want to be stuck in a wheelchair for another however many weeks. I don't want to be using a walker again. I don't want any of that bullshit. So we'll have to see. So like what's going to happen when I get pregnant? And he was like, no hesitation. You're having a C-section. Hey, more surgery. <laughs> so I'm for sure going to be having C-sections. He was like, there's no way a baby will fit through that. Like a baby's head will fit through your pelvis with those plates there and I was like well can they remove them and he's like no and I was like all right bet you know when you go to the doctor and they like ask you like oh what's a scale of one to ten this was my ten this by far was my ten like I have never used a ten stayed around six seven for weeks weeks and I would say now on the daily it's probably a good like three like I'm definitely in pain all day every day like that's really just what it is and I don't know I'm like it's not like I don't want to say I'm used to it but I'm used to it and I just remember like when I found out about the like heel lifts the other day like 
I was telling people, I'm like, oh, I have to wear these for the rest of my life. And everyone's like, oh, well, at least you're walking. Oh, at least. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like, I'm 100% grateful that I'm alive. I'm 100% grateful that I have no brain injuries, no, you know, like spinal cord injuries, that I'm not paralyzed, that I can do everything I basically did before. I am extremely grateful for that. And that doesn't take away from the fact that having to wear like heel lifts and being in pain for the rest of my life sucks ass. It just does. This whole event was awful. And I don't actually allow myself to feel and, and like process how hard that situation was. Because it is something to be so like grateful for and it is like a miracle that, you know, that, that I'm here and I'm alive. Um, but it still sucks. It still sucks to have to be in pain for the rest of my life. It does suck that like I can't have a vaginal birth even if I wanted to, which is like, you know, again, like something is so minor. Like at least I could have kids if, you know, I don't even know if I can, but like I'm assuming I can. So like let's just assume for the hell of it like I can't have kids like I can't have a vaginal birth so it's like which is kind of cool because like for astrology reasons like I could easily pick the day and like have their entire natal chart like picked out so that's kind of cool but like I mean also it's just I feel like it's just something that I don't know maybe it's only something that I experience or that other women maybe experience I have no idea but because I've never talked to my friends about it we're not trying to have babies but you know as a woman like I would like to be able to deliver naturally like that's just something I would like to do and like I can't like you know like pregnancy is just gonna be really painful already because you know when you're when you're pregnant like your body starts to stretch and like your hips especially and if my plates are there like that's obviously why I can't have a, you know about like a head come out of my body because the plates are there to screw it in and like again like I'm not trying to have kids anytime soon like this is stuff like long down the road but it's still stuff that like sucks it just does. It sucks. It sucks to look in the mirror and see this scar on your face forever. You know, it sucks to sit like how I'm sitting crisscross applesauce and to get out of it and my knee and my hip and everything hurt. I was at my friend's house last week and we were playing Mario Kart and it was so much fun and like we were vibing. I was in so much pain. I was in agonizing pain. Um, and it was bad and it was like I was trying to stretch and like this was before I got the shot so like I definitely think it would be better now but I was in so much pain and it's like I just want to be able to enjoy playing Mario Kart with my friend and not have to worry about like trying to adjust my body every two seconds like trying to stretch like in between like games and like you know and like this is a small price to pay again like for all that I went through and like all that I have and I'm lucky to like here I just feel like I have to keep saying that when like I feel like it's all already all known that like I'm grateful for what I for what's happening just because something good came out of it does not mean that the situation was bad if that makes sense like my parents are still together my they have good jobs um you know I live in a nice area I whatever you know what I'm saying like and a lot of people look at that and think like, oh, well, your life is perfect. Oh, daddy's money. Oh, you went to a private school. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I think it's like, yeah, I'm grateful that like, I hate saying this, but it's like in a way, like if you think about it in reality, like I did have a step higher than like some other people just based on like what my parents were able to provide for me and my brother. 
but that still does not mean that like my life is necessarily better because I live in this part of town or my parents can help me with this every now and then like you know what I'm saying like I got that a lot as a, in treatment as a kid like there was I remember at one specific treatment center in Idaho a girl was picking on me like hella bad and when the staff pulled us in she was talking about it and I was like I didn't do any of the shit you're saying that you just like you just made up an entire story about stuff that I didn't do and you're trying to get me in trouble when I didn't even do it and she was like oh I know I just think you deserve to be in trouble because your life is so perfect and I was like what my life is so perfect why the fuck am I here bro why am I here right now if my life is so perfect whether or not there's good circumstances or there's good things that have come like this situation that I'm still walking, I'm still alive, there's still shitty stuff that comes with it and I think we're allowed to feel the shitty stuff just as much. And my point with bringing up the other thing with like the family is because it does apply in like a lot of other aspects as well is like, I guess in a way it's kind of is like the grass is not always greener on the other side, you know, I guess that's kind of the phrase in a way. Um, or just that I guess like two things can coexist at the same time that I can be extremely grateful that I'm alive and I can be really pissed that I'm gonna be in pain for the rest of my life I guess that's a better way to describe it than like the other way but these podcasts I never have any idea where they're going <laughs> they just start going and that's where they go somehow we were like talking about the jump and now we're on like black and white thinking and like two things coexisting at the same time <laughs> and somehow like my family life we should be having some guests in the next few weeks on this podcast for them to share their stories. I was just had a photo shoot right before this with a photographer that I met and he's really cool and he wants to be on the podcast so we're gonna make that work and he has some cool ideas about um, different topics to talk about too. For when the people like come on my podcast like I really have no idea like I don't think there's gonna be any kind of structure to it. I really just want people to just talk, you know, like how I just talk and next thing you know I'm talking about something completely different. I will see you guys in the next podcast with my lovely little guest and in the meantime, stay cool, stay you, and peace.